Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the podcast where we take unsolved mysteries and cocktails. We're knee deep in our Hollywood series. Not knee deep. I keep saying knee deep because it's a, it's a phrase. I reckon we're up to our neck in it we're now. We're up to our neck in it now. We're right up to our neck in the unsolved Hollywood mysteries where we've been taking mysteries from Hollywood, which are unsolved, and trying to solve them. Uh, with me, as always, is the amazing Suze Kepner. Hiya. Whoops. I was, eat, super... I was eating my drink. <laughs> <laughs> the super great Chris Stokes. Hello. Su- super great. Super great. Super great. You're super great. <laughs> and I'm uh, Masood Bilas always. I'm always Masood Bilas. How are you guys doing? The proper top, Masood Miles. The proper top. <laughs> the proper top, Masood Miles. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for listening. Mystery on the rocks. Oh, yeah. Mystery on the rocks. Yeah. Mystery. What are you guys drinking? What am I drinking? Um, I'm drinking. Actually, right. I thought I thought it was time to wheel it back out again because it's only shown up in a mini episode, mm. and we did put some effort into it. But it's a mystery on the rocks original. It's an 1833. Oh, oh yes, the old, the old 1833. Yeah, a very pretty colour. So it's gin, yeah, limoncello, and Earl Grey syrup. Yeah, ah, that's right. the Earl Grey syrup. Mm. Love me the Earl Grey. Mm. Is, <laughs> is tea syrup a good ingredient for a drink? It's a pretty good one. I, I like have found out that it is. If you just make it with breakfast tea, is that all right? You could tea syrup, yeah. yeah you could um, I, would you then put it, whack it in a cocktail with something? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't just make a cup just of tea because <laughs> otherwise it's just really, really, really viscous sweet, sweet tea. tea. Yeah, like if I put it with, say, frangelica. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> like, what, what goes good? What goes good with breakfast tea syrup? What do you reckon? Oh. I'd probably say something quite strong. So something like, um, although because the one we did, because that's Earl Grey syrup, isn't it? Mm. And so that's a lot more. Mm. There's something. There's a bit, bit of a different floral. dimension to it. Yeah. Um, English breakfast is very. It's not floral, is it? It's just very. I can't yeah, describe its flavour. It's just, it's it's just tea, teay. But you can have lemon with tea, oh, so you could do the same thing as so me. Limoncello, you could do tea syrup, tea syrup, limoncello, and an, 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 an other spirit. Yeah, Passo. I'd probably go lemon based. Something lemon-based, like a lemon-based cocktail, probably. Okay. So, like, a citrusy cocktail would probably go quite well with it. Mm, okay. One thing you could do is look at an existing cocktail that uses simple syrup and substitute just it for tea syrup and see what, see what it does. what goes on there. Yeah, that's a uh, I'm just thinking of all the possibilities. There are many. They are endless. My IT teacher used to say that. Well, what? The, the, the possibilities, possibilities are, endless. are endless. He used to, yeah, well, he used to, like... What, did, he work, did he work at Gateway, the failed Apple spin-off company? <laughs> <laughs> Gateway. He did like the sound of his own voice mm. and used to pontificate, sit in the middle of the IT lab. Oh, God. Computers are commonplace now, but back then it was like there's a computer yeah, lab. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And they I were mean, great he sounds unbearable. Yeah, so he would sit in the middle and then he'd talk, pontificate about where computers were going. And I remember him once saying, of course, someday we will have MP4s. Ah! What, video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He weren't fucking wrong. What's an MP? So MP1 is like a member of parliament yeah <laughs> mp2 is a word document yes mp3 is something you listen to like a song or podcast and mp4 is a video from the future yes so yeah. what's mp5 covid <laughs> <laughs> pandemic yeah pandemic pandemic mate well, anyway, would you like to know what's in this No, drink? what is in your glass? More than anything. No. I've been watching you try and drink it all night. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, had... yeah, that's emphasis on the try. Absolutely. I've been like, what? what is happening? I made a couple of errors in my um, maverick drink making. So I made a snowball. 
which oh. is, you know, Advocar and Lemonade. This is not like any snowball ever. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bright yellow snowball, Advocar, Lemonade. Add on top, I was like, hmm, squirty cream. But dairy-free squirty cream called Food Heaven, which uh, is a fucking lie. So, a Is it no good? Is it dreadful? It's not, no, it's not dreadful, but as we all know, my bar is pretty low when it comes to food, and, Ah. like, it tasted like, it it tasted extremely synthetic. However, it's very stable, whereas if I'd used, like, (laughs) just regular dairy cream, it would have broken down and sunk in the glass. Whereas this, oh, no chance, mate. You could probably use this to grout a bathroom. So I sprayed some in thinking, well, that'll fall down. I sprayed it above the glass and yeah. it, it didn't fucking move. <clears throat> and the drink had trouble yeah. getting past it. I also put two big marshmallows in the top, which didn't help. Um, <laughs> I think the marshmallows were probably the, that was definitely the culprit there. Like, Because it is, it is dairy free. Yeah. And I recognized it when Sue's held the can up. Like, oh, that's what we that. get. Yeah, we get that cream as well. And it is like, you know, in a sci-fi film when a, a, a spaceship's hull is breached and they use sealant. Mm. Yes. It's like that. Basically, it could it's be that. Quite, oh, it's quite solid. But um, it's it's actually not horrible at all. I was telling Chris, it tastes like dream topping, which was um, what my grand... Yeah, do you remember dream topping? It's Cool dream Whip. Top, oh. Cool Whip, basically. Oh, which so is... Cool Whip is a, is a completely different thing. I didn't know this. Is it? It sounds like it Can is. you tell me what can you please tell me what Cool Whip I is? I thought because... Cool Whip was the same as Dream Topping. I'm gonna look it up. Because I was saying I only know Cool Whip from Family mm. Guy. And when I used to watch Family Guy, a lot of the cultural references went over my head completely. Yes. So while I found it funny the way that Stewie pronounced Cool Whip, didn't know, know what, what it was. It Not a clue. But, um... D- Dream Topping is a non topping is a it, hang on, hang on. It's, it's a non topping. It's a non topping, don't fucking eat it. Uh, a dairy free pre whipped synthetic. It's not dairy free though, because when I looked at the ingredients oh. it had a bit of milk powder in it. Cool whip. I imagine it's the same thing. It's about the same. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's about the same. It's basically I have massive deja vu. Like I don't normally I don't normally get it, but I had a proper bit of deja vu there. Yeah. And, we did talk um, about what was in it. Yeah, yeah, but but no, I mean like this, this exactly, like sipping the drink while you were talking about this, or the exact wording and everything. Now, listener, please tweet us Mm. if uh, we've had this exact same conversation on a previous episode. (laughs) Familiar. I know what you're saying. I don't. I don't. I think we're all right. No. What are you drinking, Mister? So I attempted to make a, a Gibson. So, but I did something quite different to mine. Okay, it's real fancy. Basically, I got the gin and four cocktail olives and put it in one of those whipped cream things. Uh, <gasps> the siphon whip thing. Food heaven. Food heaven. <laughs> um, I put it in one of those with a cream charger thing. So I put like a nitrous uh, canister in it. Shook it up with the, with the thing. So like, hello, I'm Alan Sugar. Can you tell me what these canisters are? <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing them out in a bat, and I don't know what they are. Please, thank you. The idea is you infuse it the olive. Uh, the, not the olive, sorry, the, the cocktail onions with the gin. Uh, and then you uh, just make a martini. Just make a regular martini and then pop a, oh. pop a gin. And it's, it's, there's a little bit of complexity to it. It's not... I'm, I might have slightly messed it up because I didn't have the gasket, the like rubber gasket in when I originally did it. So I have no idea if this is how it's supposed to taste. But it tastes all right. It's quite complex. Ah. It's a bit complex. A bit of complexity to it. It's a bit, it does. It sounds interesting. It's a bit like me. Mostly simple. But then there's a tiny bit of complexity. With a tiny <laughs> bit of complexity. Just, um, what do you uh. have for us today, Chris? What's uh, what's on the cards? What's uh, if you remember last week, we were with Richard Gere oh, yes. and the gerbil in his yes. ass. And Lady Di. And Lady oh, Di- Lady Diana while Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere fought over I freaking love that um, story so much. I, I thought about it that- today. I was like... So that means we're in the 90s, Mm. right? Now, this is another one of the stories that kind of like jumps about a little bit chronologically. It's the ghost of the Hollywood sign. Oh, shit. Okay. Originally the Hollywood Land sign, wasn't it? It was originally the Hollywood Land Hollywood sign. Hollywood Land, yeah. yeah. But in 1990, the land has long since fallen. Oh, yeah. uh, two, two dog walkers uh, are walking their dog near the Hollywood sign, and they see uh, a woman who looks dazed, confused. She's all in white, and it, it's period dress as well. Like, it's not contemporary. It's not from 1990. Okay. Mm-hmm. They see her, and she just vanishes before their eyes. Oh, okay. 
kind of weird, but... Obviously, we've spoken about ghosts before a little bit on this podcast, mm -hmm. and accounts like this are easy to embellish because... Who the fuck else was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, yeah. it lots of things? Yes. So let's say these two dog walkers are like, "Oh my god, did you see that woman? She just vanished before our eyes." Mm. There's no one else around there to say you saw fuck yeah. all. Yeah, I would like yeah, there to be a. I, I think that would be so useful in the world as, as a third corroborator. Somehow, you just sort of pops <laughs> up and goes, "Who nah, didn't know you him. saw dog? You saw fuck all, mate." Yeah, <laughs> it feels like a very Rick and Morty idea, doesn't yeah. it? Mm. So like, like it, it, Rick, Rick has taken it upon himself to sort of like pop up at every second <laughs> just in case people do this. <laughs> it's sort of like, like to, to stop things getting out of hand. Yeah. You know, people egg each other on, and they're like. Oh my god, did you see that? You didn't what see was anything. It? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing. You can't corroborate it. It's just, it's just two people. People see, uh, and, and it's not the only sighting either. The sightings have happened over time. Independent of each other, yeah. they all report the same thing. Oh, it's the same person. The same person hmm. and a specific smell. Ah. <laughs> Is it Rudy Giuliani's <laughs> fucking blow -offs? Hair dye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very chemically peroxide <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the smell that they report is uh, gardenias, like um, oh. a, a, a specific. Uh, yeah. Yes, I suppose then that is kind of like weird that they all report the same smell. Yeah. But I, as a skeptic anyway, if somebody hears that's what some people smell when they see the ghost of the Hollywood sign, yeah, then it's that sort of thing where people get over carried away and they're like, "Oh my god, I smelt it too! I yeah, smelt yeah. it too! Yeah. I smelt it very too. much!" Yeah, it it's, it's that sort of mob mentality thing where everyone jumps on yeah. board. Yeah, so um, one sighting was more recent than 1990, but it was a uh, they'd been to a football game and they decided while they were in town they were going to go and see the Hollywood sign. Yeah, but okay. it was it was late at night and they went up. How close were they to the sign? Because the sign is pretty big, and I'm sure there's like a certain point where you can't get too close well, to it. Or can you yeah, just walk each, right up to each, it? Each each letter is 50 feet high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think something like 30 feet across. Yeah. So yeah, they're pretty pretty big. And incidentally, not there originally to advertise Hollywood as a movie industry. Oh. It was a real estate thing. Oh, really? Oh, that seems really mm. weird. Like, yeah. Oh. So they were put up to advertise property in that area of Hollywood. Oh. Um, and they intended it to only be up for a year, but then it became this like tourist attraction. It's still there. Yeah. I think it went up in 1923. Yeah. I think that's when they got... Um, and then the land was uh, dropped, I think, just before the 30s, I think. I seem to... It was in the 40s oh. the, the land came Oh, down. it was 40s. Oh, it's later know. than I thought. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah. yeah. I think people just... It might have just been a, a nomenclature thing. People were like, oh, it's I'll just Hollywood. It we don't even call it Hollywood land. Yeah. I'll look mm. up Hollywood sign. On it's a good computer. idea. Uh, I should have done that, but I'm <laughs> too busy, uh, too busy looking at the Let's ghost, see. the ghost, um, ghost of the Hollywood sign. And so you said like this happened through the eight. So one spotting is in 1990. Is it 1990? That so 1990. I thought I'd put it here yeah. because first of all, it breaks up all the murders and stuff, mm -hmm. and we had stupid silliness with Richard Gere's Astro. Ah, yes. <laughs> I thought we'll have a supernatural yeah. one, and yes, there was this sort of like. Big sighting of this ghost in 1990, mm. but it's across the so park wardens because I mean the Hollywood sign has to be maintained, yeah. and there are not security guards but people that sort of like look after the land around. Yeah, it. okay. They have seen, uh, they have seen the ghost of the Hollywood sign, which is this ghostly, ghostly woman all in white and not in not in contemporary dress, and she always looks dazed and confused. And she vanishes before anyone can get close to her. Yeah, that's very convenient for a ghost. Mm. Mm. I don't know the point mm. I'm making, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> when stuff like this happens, mm. there's nothing to stop people pretending to be a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, if, especially if you it, know the story of one yeah, sighting. So when they say this woman looks like this and smells like this, you know, that's enough. That's enough information for somebody to go and goof somebody. Yeah, totally. You just put some gardenias up your... And then you urethra, because it's really romantic. It's really <laughs> that is romantic. I don't think it would be very romantic if a woman did it, though. <laughs> I think then it would just be quite startling. You know, you, you get back with someone, everything's going well. Yeah. Like, oh, there's... Um, I mean, is that like, let's see what we got going on down yeah. here. <laughs> a gardenia. Wow. P.S. Sorry about any... If you heard any weird noise in the last five minutes, my cat just decided to go and... Eat for England. Oh, she really put it away, didn't you? <laughs> Come here. Yeah, crying, Brian. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. She loves this. Go on, cry for the viewers. So, I, when you said um, white dress, dazed and confused, I don't know if you had this as well, Suze. My 
and my head went instinctively to a Marilyn Monroe type figure. Ah. Oh, earlier, earlier than that. Oh, really? Mine didn't because I know a story to do with the Hollywood sign, yes. which is where my brain instantly went with ah. this ghost lady. The ghost of the Hollywood sign isn't a vague thing. The ghost of the Hollywood sign is a specific apparition of a specific person. I see. Okay. Now, for this, we have to rewind all the way back to the Fucking beginning 20s. of our Hollywood series. Ah. So even though we've now hit the 90s we get to go back to the 20s and the 30s a little bit yes the time of hotel doctors and most specifically we get to go back to pre-code pre-code films tits dicks bombs (laughs) swearing murder (laughs) sex and that's just the movies It was only the movie. It was, yeah. The, yeah <laughs> nobody got married then. Um, so after, after talkies, but before this censorship thing. Yeah. And I think actually the Hayes Code came in in 1932, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yes. yeah. And that plays a part in this story Ooh. because it's to do with this advent of the censorship. Okay. As to why there is purportedly a ghost roaming the Hollywood sign today. Gotcha. I think we're talking about the same thing. I would put money on the fact that we are. Okay. In 1908, in Port Talbot in Wales, <laughs> which admittedly is a far cry from yeah, Hollywood. Holy shit. We are yeah. very far away from Hollywood. Uh, uh, yes, duh, we duh, are. Duh, Port Talbot. <laughs> Millicent Entwistle is born. Get the fuck out of here. That's not her name. Woman. Millicent... <laughs> what was the name? <laughs> We're definitely talking about the same woman. Millicent Entwistle. Entwistle. Entwistle is a, is a, is a legitimate Are they still around? Actually. I don't know why. Are the Entwistle uh, still around? The en- what, the Port Talbot Entwistles? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Port Talbot Entwistles. mate. The, the Entwistle Empire. <laughs> uh, she was born in uh, 1908 in Port Talbot, hmm. and she was moved around a lot, but her, fam- her parents split up, okay. and her father relocated them to the States. Hmm. Specifically New York, I think, actually. Yeah, New York. So they went from Liverpool to America in 1916 when she was eight years old. Christ, that would have been a hell of a culture shift. Mm. And she kind of followed her father, who was something of an actor, into the trade, and she became like very prominent on Broadway. She was oh. just in, like a protege, like wow. phenomenally talented actor on Broadway to the point where she inspired Betty Davis. Jesus. Yeah. We got to change that so name, Be- though. Entwistle. Nobody's going to go for it. I'm done. <laughs> well, they didn't change Entwistle, but she changed her first name. So she wasn't known as Millicent. She was. She became her professional name. Her stage name was Peg Entwistle. It was so, Peg like, Entwistle. it's such, like, an ordinary name to change it to. Like, I think of Millicent. She should have kept that. It's quite that. a glamorous yeah. name. Millicent is very, like, as much as I was ragging about it, I think, like, that's a name you'd be like, oh, Mil- Millicent F- it's the, Entwistle. Yeah, it's the Entwistle that sounds not glamorous so she went I'm going to change it to Peg Entwistle <laughs> then people can call me Pentwistle <laughs> what I just did was offensive um, to someone but I can't work out who I'm going to keep calling her Pentwistle I like that that's a great little yeah let's call her Pentwistle pen pen anyway so she was uh, she was on Broadway and uh, a young Betty Davis saw her in this play and was like I want to act fuck Yes, she was, by all accounts, phenomenally good. Even, like, all the critics were saying how brilliant she was. Mm -hmm. And even to the point where they were like, this place stinks. That Peg Entwistle is fucking brilliant. Ah, It was was like that kind of Oh, my God. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, she shouldn't be wasted in a play like this. And very quickly, because of of notes like this uh, and and, uh, reviews like that, she was able to move to L.A., Oh my god! Yeah, and she very quickly got works. a contract. She got a contract. Yeah. yeah. Um, and her first big film became her only film role, and it was in a film called Thirteen Women. It was a pre-code film mm-hmm. based on a novel from 1930. So the film was 1932, and people today talk about it as like the first female ensemble film. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Ocean's Eight. Hundred <laughs> 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 <100% laughs> percent. <kidding. laughs> I'm Ocean's late for my period. We're going to do a female Ocean's Eleven, but we can only think of eight women. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, one of them, and one of them is Mrs. Brown from Mrs. Brown's book. 
It's that's such a frustrating. I think the thing that really undermines the entire film, which I find so frustrating, is like I haven't then seen they, it, oh the well, way. spoiler alert, they get someone from the first movies who's a man to like do the heist part of the heist. I'm like, are you kidding? You've, oh, you've completely undermined everything that you're trying oh, to. This God. is ridiculous. It's all yeah. Oh God, it's yeah. Cats fucking. Oh anybody. my God. Anyway. That's a spoiler. Is it Don Cheadle doing his Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> I would, you know what? That would almost be not forgivable, but I'd be like, well, that was slightly worth the price of admission. Um, no, <laughs> Hello, my name is Basher. <laughs> there is nobody in the history of Britain who is called Basher. Oh, no, Dennis Basher. the Menace's dog is called Basher. That's it, isn't it's it? Nasher. Yeah. Oh, it's Nasher. It's Nasher. Not even Basher. It's Nasher. Nasher. Because he gnashes with his teeth because he's evil. Oh. He's an evil dog and he's got distemper. <laughs> He's, <laughs> he's got fucking distemper and he, he's got to go. It's sad and Dennis is going to be devastated, but Dennis needs to learn about loss. About, oh, wow. What, what, a, what, a, what a strip that was. I remember reading that one. <laughs> it was really sad. The Beano never quite recovered. It's, gl- it's glitz and silliness after that. It's just like that weird page where there were three frames and one of them is Nash's eyes. The next frame is uh, just like the vet hands with a syringe and then the next frame is the is like half the page and it's dennis with like tears forming in his eyes it's all in black and white it's devastating it's, <laughs> it's like uh, you know when you meet someone who you know who you really, really like and someone that close to them dies and then you see them the next mm. time and they put on the face and they're happy but you know deep inside something's gone <gasps> you can see you can see it. well, it's that thing you remember when um it was the uh what was it in in france like i think it was the charlie hebdo thing and they took a picture of a dog yeah and the Kay Burley wrote sadness in his eyes. <laughs> it's like, mate, he's a fucking dog. <laughs> he's, no, he's dogs, dog's fine. Don't worry about it. Dog's not going, oh, I heard what happened with the Charlie Hebdo shooting. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, the dog. That's awful. No fucking idea. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, yeah, might as well have, like, just put a fucking... You could just put a record scratch and have sunglasses slide down its nose. It would be the same fucking dog. <laughs> dogs, uh, dogs famously hate attacks on freedom of speech. They, they are. They're very free, right speaking animals. Attacks on freedom of speech. Uh, squirrels. Mm. I'm keen on that. Yeah, ma- they they're fed up with them. <laughs> and postmen. Postmen. Like it's the th- yeah. it's the big three it's for them. The, the tri- yeah. Like a, yeah the and tri- sometimes they like to chase a car. <laughs> So, so Chris, uh, we uh, she moved to she LA. Moved to, oh yeah, no, she and she was she, in the Thirteen Women. She moved to LA. Thirteen Women was part of this contract. Mm. It was a high budget thriller produced by O. Selznick. So, oh, big deal! Uh, yeah, so it was based on this based on this uh, best selling novel. They cast her in it, and this was going to be her. I mean, it was it was a small role, but it was featured. Yeah. So it yep. was going to be like the beginning of her movie career. Mm. Was starting to go well for her. She'd been uh, her father when they they moved to America in 1916. She was eight years old. Six years after that, so what? She was 14 in 1922. Mm. Her father was killed in a hit and run. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. In uh, in New York, uh, and so she and her two half brothers were taken in by their uncle. So I mean, obviously she lost her. She'd already lost her mother because they'd split up and they'd moved away. Yeah. Then her father died. Like she was an orphan at 14. Then when she started to do all right at acting, she met a guy, she married him. Uh, she was 19 when she married him. And it turns out that he had had a former marriage that he'd kept secret. Mm. A six-year-old son that he'd also kept secret. And... Who keeps calling you daddy every time I come to pick you up? Nobody yeah. knows, nothing. Well, oh, it's the neighbor boy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I was reading this and I was thinking, okay, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't find the angle. Hmm. Like, why... Did it upset her that he'd been married before and that he had a kid? Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's because he kept them secret. Totally, yeah. And also, not only was he ducking on alimony payments for this kid that he'd already had in a previous marriage, mm. he was ending up in jail a lot, so she was bailing him out. Shit. Like, at such a young age. He was a piece of shit. It's funny. Yeah, wow. What a fucking... Oh, God. Yeah, so that was 1927 she married him. Oh, my God. She was 19. Yeah, and then they divorced in 1929. So 21 years old and she was having to do all of that stuff oh women stop marrying the the, the thing is that she married this guy called Robert Keith who also was an actor oh Oh. but and I think maybe again indicative of like Hollywood at the time was a man's world 
and he started yeah, to do yeah. all right at acting like his career mm-hmm. had a kind of resurgence he ended up this was 20 years later but he ended up being in guys and dolls oh oh who did he play does uh, it say yeah wait a minute lieutenant Brannigan. oh oh, oh. That's a fairly. That's like a, okay. a meaty-ish role, right? Ish. That's a sizable yeah. role in the show. Yeah. That was this piece of shit husband that she married. Jesus. Obviously, she was dead by twenty-three years by the time Guys and Dolls came out. Mm. But yeah. he his career started to take off despite all of this having been in jail where she'd bailed him out and stuff, and she'd only just got this this one film role. And this is where the Hayes Code comes in, because it was pre-code, but it was also nineteen thirty-two when the code came in. Oh. Mm. When the censorship came in, they had to cut an awful lot out. Because oh, she was constantly just God. like, Whoa! <laughs> just straight up. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, check she out like, what I've whacked up my urethra. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Hey, hey, guys, do you like gardenias? Yeah, they're lovely. Oh, Jesus Christ. Smell this. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, God. Kiss well, me on the flower. Wow, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back to the gardenia thing because it was yeah. it was her perfume of choice apparently that she oh my God. it would smell like gardenias. Anyway, the thing is, the film was originally nine uh, was originally seventy three minutes long, which okay. is a short film. Yeah, yeah. They they all went really when the short, when the code they? came in, the censors demanded cuts. Okay, and fourteen minutes of the film was cut, which was all of her scenes. Oh no! no. Is there still a pre cut version of it? Somewhere. Uh, I think they have released it. I think because actually on the anniversary of her death mm-hmm. in 2012 or 2014 or like maybe... Anyway, this the, the previous decade, mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, they did a big screening of it outside mm-hmm. um, on the anniversary of her death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to uh, Oh, yeah, because spoiler alert, she dies. No, <laughs> she dies. Um, what? Uh, spoiler alert, she dies. Yeah. Because uh, she was born in 1908. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. You were pretty lucky to get out of that 1908 alive. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thank, thanks, Suze. That was a good get. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're rapidly approaching how she died because uh, she could have been famous for her incredible acting talent. But what she's most famous for is in 1932, she killed herself by throwing herself off the H on the Hollywood yeah, side. Yeah, oh, bad, that's badass. And awful and sad. But, but what a way to go. <laughs> that's, yeah, wow. Oh, so that's... She her. made her mark. I see. So the ghost of the Hollywood sign, w- the one people see is that it's supposed to be Peg Entwistle. Right. And the gardenias that they smell was because that was her, her favourite. Perfume. Gotcha. Uh, it seems strange, though, because she was about to sort of get, you know, get... Fa- and, like... I was sort of thinking about this when you were talking earlier, like we've done a few cases where they've been young uh, actresses, mm. young Hollywood women about to kind of break big or just start in their career and then it gets cut short. Yeah. And like, yeah. And you sort of said it's a man's world earlier. And like, you know, I know we very much kind of look down upon conspiracies on the show, but it mm. does feel a little weird that a lot of women seem to die at the hands oh, of, or within the presence of certain people, just well, when they're about to yeah. hit it big. Like, I mean, and look young, at the Natalie Wood case. Like, it's so like, young. It's so do yeah. um, do I think her death was manufactured? No, no. because no. I do, th- I do, but I, I do think it was definitely out of circumstance. Hmm. It's just a shame, I guess. That's a real tragic death. That one. Her scenes being cut. Hmm. I, I'm not sure that was actually like a misogynist thing because the film still got released 13 oh, women yeah. it was a lot of female leads that was a bit of bad luck 12 women Probably. <laughs> Ocean's however the fact that her husband did all of this bad stuff and it didn't stick to him yeah right like yeah. that that i think is a big factor because obviously it's gonna it's gonna affect her isn't it of course he's starting mm-hmm. to have success that has been taken away from her yeah and this is meant to be her big a big starring role, totally. and yeah. let's not let's not sort of like just talk about it being circumstantial because she lost her mother. Yeah, her, she was uprooted from her country. Her father died in a hit and run, just like an accident. It wasn't even yeah. like they could prepare for that. Yeah, and then she ended up in this unstable acting profession, mm. where I imagine she's told she's brilliant, mm. but then doesn't. And then see Hollywood, and, and and then the movie industry is a totally different game. Yeah, like yeah. I think like all of this, all of these impacts on her mental health is. Like you can't underestimate it. Oh, completely! So, no, absolutely. Um, I think there were. There, I think people in uh, the many years since have said that she 
seemed to have depression mm. and she was very much depressed now it feels did you say in the 20s it doesn't seem like that's a thing like you would be like yeah. no you just take some lord no, you'll be fine still like, like, no people yeah they're like what you need is a doctor to give you an orgasm really <laughs> that. oh that doesn't seem i've created a machine because i can't do it myself <laughs> men 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 so incompetent <laughs> Um, and also like i imagine i don't know this for sure but i imagine she'd you know she was smashing it on broadway in her early 20s goes to hollywood they'll have done the usual like well obviously you're not beautiful like other actresses i bet they'd have done that do you know what she looks like they did that to bet davis who's stunning yeah i mean peg entwistle is pretty yeah she's gorgeous yeah yeah Um, and like we were were talking about this before like has that timeless look in the the photograph of her could be a photograph taken yesterday i'm looking at a picture now like she looks like she could show up yeah. in EastEnders. She looks like she should show up in a period drama. Yeah. Wow, yeah. There, there are some actors from the time like? when they look like they look like they lived in the 30s. And then there mm. are some people that have a timeless face where they could have lived at any period in history. Yeah. And I think she's one of them. There's an actress she um, looks like, a recent actress that she looks like. I can't remember who it is. She looks a bit like Chloe Savini. Yeah, there's a little bit, yeah. There's a bit of that. A bit like Chloe Savini and a bit like yeah. um, Carrie Mulligan as Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm getting a Carrie Mulligan vibe, yeah. But yeah, so she, I mean... It's- oh, yeah, um... Obviously, she threw herself mm. from the H of the Hollywood sign. Back mm. then, it was Hollywood Land. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the 18th of September. I mean, and the H is definitely the one to throw yourself off of if you're going to do it. Don't throw yourself off the O. Nobody gives a shit about the O. You got you to <laughs> go for the H. <laughs> well, it'd be weird, actually, if she picked a letter in the middle. Yeah, yeah, like an L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the W. She's like, no, which L? for the H. Mm. Yeah. One leg on each <laughs> I love how Masood was like, don't do it from the O, because uh, I'm sitting here going, which one? Which one? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but on the 18th of September 1932, a woman was hiking below the sign mm. and she found a shoe, purse and jacket. When she oh. opened the purse, she found a suicide note. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the suicide note was written, I am afraid, I am a coward, I am sorry for everything. If I'd done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. Signed, P.E. Oh. Um, which, you know, sounds like, yeah, it's awful. Mm. Now, at that point, she obviously was like, well, what, what's this? And she looked down the mountain, and that's when she saw the body. Shit. Jeez. Yeah. So she reported it to the LAPD, mm-hmm. handed in the items, and then a detective and two uh, police car, uh, police officers, they found the body in the ravine. And she remained unidentified for two days. Oh, because, my God. Wow. It's really that's really horrible. Uh, until, until her uncle, because obviously she'd been taken in by her uncle after her father died. Yeah. Right. Uh, she'd been living with him. He identified her remains because this is terrible for him as well. He connected the fact that she'd been missing for two days with the description and the initials PE mm. written on the suicide note because the suicide note had been published in the newspapers. Oh, fucking oh, hell. Oh, the press is so gross. Oh, this fucking yellow paper nonsense who coming was, back who again. That, who was that um, awful woman who we covered not Hedda Hopper, but the one from before. Oh, yes, I know you mean. Luella the gossip Parsons. columnist. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But Luella yeah. Parsons was like, I'm going to print about what an afraid coward this bitch was. Yeah, ah. like, oh, oh, that'll be great. Yeah, looks like I'm on my way to get a Pulitzer. <laughs> he was like, oh, hang on a minute. Her initials are PE. She's been missing for two days. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so that's when he went and he, oh, he really identified horrible. her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, here we go. It was in 2014. 100 people marked the anniversary of her death by gathering in the parking lot oh. of Beechwood Market in Hollywood to watch 13 women on a big outdoor screen. I think it's like they all gathered to jump off the edge. <laughs> <end. laughs> like, wow. And they all had little parachutes. They were like, ah, <laughs> yeah. oh no. Apparently they held a thing and proceeds from it went 
to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Oh, in good. Anyway, that's what she did, how she was found, why people are convinced that the Hollywood sign is haunted and that she still wonders it. So I mean, apparently, the, ghost, right? the H fell down uh, oh. in 1940, I think, or in the 1940s, oh, right. and everyone was like, oh my God, I bet that's the ghost of... It was Peg and Whistle's <laughs> ghost. And would you believe it, as soon as that got mooted, the fact that there might be a ghost of her, people started seeing a ghost. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, right, right. well, it makes sense, because the H fell down, and then they proved it was a ghost. Yes. And then the ghost kept popping up. I do like that the she ghost, like, like, I'm she's like, I'll, it's like, ah, nobody cares about me anymore. All right, then I'm going to push this H over. <laughs> there we go. I'll show him. <laughs> when we, uh, when we started and Suze was like, oh, I know who this woman is. Mm. Like, mm. what have you heard about her and how and what? And um, I, I knew that she, I thought she was older than this and I thought she'd been knocking about Hollywood for a bit. Um, I thought she'd uh, hit Hollywood in the, early 20s and I assumed she'd been a victim of the silent movie um, you know talkies coming in and a lot of actors either had like heavy um, foreign accents and couldn't do talkies because they were like that's not a good American voice or she had a voice like hello everybody yeah. I'm Peggy <laughs> she was Welsh yeah. so I suppose but hello um, <laughs> she probably she probably could do an American accent on Broadway yeah, yeah I thought she had um like her career really hit the skids oh. and she I, I kind of mix it up a bit with the story of Lupe Velaz or whatever she's called mm. who I, who Frasier talks about who was um, a Hollywood actress whose career had hit the skids she took an overdose uh, did her hair and makeup all beautiful took an overdose and thought I'll be found and I'll make such an impact because I'll have died looking so beautiful mm. Um, she probably had Im- immense emotional problems uh, but she then it made her throw up and she like smashed her head open on the toilet oh shit and, was, oh. and, and died and was found like that anyway so I, I thought like I kind of got it in my head like oh Peg Entwistle was like fuck you Hollywood here's me making my big impact but I'm sure there was an awful lot more to it than that mm, she probably doubt. had terrible depression and I mean yeah, yeah. I think that's the the big takeaway because it's only one setback from her first film and like yeah I mean I mean like this this story even gets more tragic is that um, a couple of days after she threw herself off the Hollywood sign a letter arrived at her house offering her another big role oh no but to be honest like I doubt that would have made her go like oh I'm so depressed opens it dig it down I feel awesome I think I think I think her brain was wired a certain way, and I think yeah. she had a. She needed help. That wasn't yeah, without it, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't have been around at the time. Totally. Mm. Unless you went to a hotel so. doctor. No, definitely not. Don't. They, <laughs> don't, they are not also psychiatrists. They're not. Well, it says, what you need is some almonds. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm allergic to eat the almonds. <laughs> Maybe join up with these two awful sisters. <laughs> uh, but I think we talked about this on this podcast before. Like we're now in the middle ages of mental health. Yes. Um, yes, as in like today, in then, the modern the day now, ages. the twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, now. we're we're still we're still nowhere near the age of enlightenment when it comes. To yeah, mental we're still health. using fucking leeches. Uh, yeah, to try to cure <laughs> mental health. Put them on your brain. Yes. If you drill a hole in your head, trepidation. Yes, you'll unleash the yeah. pressure, and then you'll feel much better. Okay, sounds good. I'm leaking from my head. All right, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the cold. If we're if we're in the middle ages now. Christ, then it would have been like, yeah, the idea of even exactly, saying yeah. mental health or depression would be like, depression, you need to smoke some more cigarettes. Yes. Well, we're yeah. just, we're only just out of the period where a woman having any number of emotional things, including being joyous, was considered hysteria yes. and must be, yeah. and must be eradicated. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So it's, you, you, yeah, we're, it's bizarre to even think, because I know like now, every now and again, I'm like, wow, we are still, like right now, let's sort of go, oof. And I think, like, oh, Christ, imagine then. Oh, God. Mm. I do not yes. even want to think about what that would have been like. It's strange because I think that possibly might have been why a lot of the things in the 20s happened in mm. on, the, you know what I mean? Like, people just kind of going a yeah. bit weird because there was no diagnosis for it. Yeah. Like, some of the cases we covered, you know, it's just like, oh, no, they were just not, not well. Yeah. And no one Yeah, and tell. I think it's this, people, they don't make the logical connections. So, mm. like... Yeah, you're right. If people thought a certain way back then, they'd have been able to see that she needed help and given her the help, but they didn't. 
conversely when there are just coincidences they people feel compelled to link them up yeah Mm. And it's sort of mm-hmm. so when uh, so okay that role that she got offered posthumously mm. the letter that had yeah. arrived offering her the role she'd already killed herself was about a woman driven to suicide. Mm-hmm. In uh, thirteen women, one of the women is driven to suicide. Yeah. Her not her not even her I suppose technically her stepson, but you know the son that her her husband kept secret. Oh, from yeah, the six-year-old kid. Yeah. yeah. He grew up to be an actor called Brian Keith. <laughs> called Richard Gear. And yeah. <laughs> he had his own show on NBC in the 70s. Okay. The Brian Keith Show? <laughs> it was called The Brian Keith Show. Get out. Yeah. Like, that's back when you, that's all you needed was your name? Yeah. Oh, now, I would have loved to live he, in the uh, 60s. <laughs> uh, he, he cropped up in a lot of stuff. He killed himself as oh, well shit. in 1997. Right. Yeah. So then people are like, oh no, it's yeah. the curse of Peg mm. Entwistle. Obviously she haunts the Hollywood sign. And right. it, just feels, it just feels really gross that this poor woman was... Yeah. Completely. ...was driven to do this. Because she thought there was no way out. She's got terrible mental illness. She's a and a ghost that curses people. Yeah. So no, she's not even allowed to sort of like rest in. I mean, if you if you check, Peg Entwistle is not known as an actor anymore. She's known as the woman that jumped off the Hollywood sign. Yes. Yeah, and I bet people reduce it to. And she was sort. She was heartbroken, and her career wasn't going well. Look at me. I thought like, oh, her career had really hit the skids. I still thought she had depression. Mm. There's a story, isn't there, in the twenties of that woman Mm. who jumped off the Empire State Building. um, Oh yeah. Who was about twenty, twenty two, twenty three, and she was holding a note. uh, I believe she fell onto a car obviously died immediately yeah. but the yeah. note the note was like i just i just want him back and people were like oh see she'd been dumped and she was heartbroken I'm like she had pretty severe depression yeah. no one no yeah. one goes like i just got dumped i'm gonna kill myself yeah, no if all they've been is just dumped yeah. you know? if you want to see how some people are actually like the way the way that they tell the story and how insensitive it is if you google image search paranormal witness lady in white at the hollywood sign <laughs> Paranormal witness, lady in white. Okay. There's going to be scary ghost pictures. They're going to fuck me Paranormal up. Witness. Paranormal witness. What is it? Ghost at Hollywood sign. Yeah. Just Google image search that. First image that shows up. Hollywood sign. All right. Let's check it out. Oh, that's dreadful. That's really shit. I really hate. I fucking hate oh, images. Bloody like that. hell. That's so fucking. <laughs> Hollywood sign haunting the good skeleton. skeleton. Oh, what? Jesus. Oh, and it's got with rubbish. the with the the mouth with the teeth and the little mm. blood and the hat. Because when you described it, like I said, I I did miss you know obviously went straight to Monroe, but then I I always just imagined yeah just like just normal woman just kind of like wandering yeah, around like, just like oh quite ethereal if this is the ghost yeah. that people are seeing, but yeah not like some like fucking dog shit. Hollywood TV like recreation like and she looks like a zombie with the white eyes mm, like fuck mm-hmm. off yeah and also what harm could she mean anyone yeah no. <laughs> even if go- yeah. let's say ghosts were real mm. what harm would she be doing sort of like I always think that the ghosts that we use in movies where they just do things like opening cupboards and like smashing plates and things like that it's like these are these are parlor tricks. These are things children do. That like what do yes. you like what do you do like if you're yeah. a goat like yeah. do something fucking real impactful. Don't be like <laughs> yeah. let's knock this mug off here. Yeah, I'll really piss them off. They'll probably just buy a new mug is what they'll do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I saw a film from I think from 1992 or something like yeah. that. Um called Ghost in the Machine about a serial killer called the Address Book Killer. Oh, my God. And he's... But P.S., this is all fiction. I'm not telling you a true story made into a film. He um, he would he would steal an address book and then kill everyone in the address book. Okay. And he steals <laughs> okay. a woman's address book and then gets killed in a car accident. Um, well, he gets really badly injured in a car accident and put in an MRI machine, and he dies in the MRI machine. Ah. And he... But he enters the machine, oh. so he's the ghost of the machine, and he's just going around like electric cables, killing people in ma- in all crazy ways. Um, um, so he d- he ceases to become the address book killer. No, he's still the address book killer because he's killing everyone in one woman's address book. So he's still he's and they happen to be they happen to be in the MRI machine, or can he go into any machine? He can go. He can. He can go anywhere. He can travel no, through he electricity. Can go through Sorry, that was a stupid question. You're right. Can, come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. This you're making the film sound silly. Yeah. Because <laughs> how would he just be in the MRI machine? He could go through any machine, and then he he like he does things like make a dishwasher go nuts. 
uh, and blow up a kitchen and stuff. Anyway, I recommend it. I think we should watch it on Mystery on the Rocks on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So... To summarise, I don't think the Hollywood sign is haunted. No. Uh, obviously, the terrible thing happened where Peg Entwistle threw herself off. What they presume is the H, they found her purse and stuff by the H, yeah. and then they, her body right. was down the cliff a, uh, away. Mm. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so she jumped off the Hollywood sign to her death, and now people are seeing a ghost there. Now, yeah. it could be the case that some people have heard about the ghost before they've heard of Peg Entwistle. Mm. They know what the ghost looks like and say they've seen it. Yeah. Or there are some people that pretend to be Peg Entwistle as the ghost. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that ghost walks are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do it. I had to pretend to be a ghost once. Were you hired to be a ghost? Were you on a ghost walk tour? Yeah. Really? I, it, was in a haunt, it was in a haunted... Where was it? It was somewhere in fucking Kent. In this great big stately home that's haunted. And they were like, you have to hide in this toilet. It's the most haunted bit of the building. They were like, we'll, we'll put you in here. They, I had to dress up all in white. Uh, classic ghost. And I talked up my face. So my <laughs> face was all white. They were like, we'll have the room dark. And as we open the door, the light will come on you. And everyone will be like, ah. I had to wait in there for an hour and a half. Oh. And I'll be honest with you, it was fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but in my head, I imagine it was just like, you just oh sat there God. on your phone and just like, lights come on. No, because oh. it was like, it was like 2000 and, God, 2006, oh, 2007 yeah, maybe. I was in my early 20s. We, we didn't have smartphones. And in those days, like your phone makes a noise. So I just had to go and wait in there. For an it was, hour and a half. In the for dark. an hour and a half, because they were, yeah, Such just sitting in the dark. Such a big fan of how like, our podcast is getting to the point now where the three of us end up saying, of course, back in those days, you didn't have... <laughs> yeah. 2006, 2007. I it did was, it with... I, because, of course, computers are commonplace now. But back then, you used to have a computer lab. Yeah, lab. It was genuinely... I, I hated it. And at one point, like, a door in the room... Very, like, it was the toilets. It, like, guests would use the toilets mm. in there. But one of the doors just slowly closed. Oh, um, shit. Which mm. I'm very sure, both then and now... Was a ghost? Was just you know sometimes doors, doors just close really like, slowly. But my first year at uni, we were the last people to live in these halls because they were condemned. Oh shit! <laughs> we get one more year out of them. Don't worry about it. Yeah, when we lived there, lots of rooms were already condemned. They were just locked. Okay. Wow. Get into them. What was wrong with them? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And it was an old, old convent. The halls were an old uh, convent. Right. And um, horny uh, nuns, baby. <laughs> oh. Some people played a really long game. I discovered it and they let me in on it because I was like, ah, ah. They'd found a way uh, into one of the locked rooms Mm. and they they would make noises. They did this for months. They'd go in and they'd make noises from this room that we knew was empty. And so like everybody get carried away. You're 18 as well. So you're like, oh my God, did you hear that from that room? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And they did it for like weeks and then months. And it was like, I definitely heard something in the room that night. Did you? Yeah, I know, absolutely. And because it was too... It was a big house, so mm. it was like two floors upstairs and downstairs. So there were people under that empty room going, yeah, I heard people walking around it last night. And then <laughs> other people next door to it would be like, yeah, I heard it on the walls and stuff. Mm. And they basically just broke it in and sort of like, let's fuck with everybody. Jesus. That's funny. Um, and then we were all outside once and they'd gone in. Uh, I, I was in on it by this point because I was like, right. it's, it's you, isn't it? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> but don't tell anyone. Yeah. Right. And we were outside that one uh, one time. And there was a candle on in the room. And it was just oh. sort of like flickering. And they were like, that's the empty room. And then a hand appeared. And like, oh, oh, that's amazing. And then uh, everyone was like, oh, weird. shit. And then from a charity shop, they got an old gramophone. They started playing creepy music on a... Oh, Holy shit. That, this is funny. real commitment. And it was coming yeah. from the... Yeah, and by this point, it had been going on for about four or five months. Oh, right. Yeah. God, do you remember university? We did fuck Yeah, you sound like, I wish I went to university now. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh, I think actually everyone had sort of like decided that tonight will be the night. So they, right. the, the music was playing from this gramophone. Mm-hmm. I was glad I was in on it. And I was like, yeah. And I was stoking it up from the... Yeah, oh the, shit, like, oh shit. You can definitely hear it, can't you? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they were like, oh, let's go. Let's go up. And they were like, it's coming from that room. It's coming from that room. And then they, um, I think it was Shane 
he was properly freaking out. And he was like, I'm just going to break the door down. I'm just going to break the door down. Oh, shit. So, he, honestly, he kicked the door. It was like a, he kicked the door in because yeah. it was still locked. And then um, <gasps> I didn't know this was what they were going to do. But Charlotte was... Uh, who sort of like masterminded the whole thing she was sitting in the middle there with a night dress all over her oh. and like candles all the way around her and he was like who the fuck are you oh my god fuck it out that's that's incredible yeah no that that is a lesson there because anybody that got sucked in by it will now know that ghosts don't exist obviously people are always having a laugh yeah so that's it yeah but people want to believe and they get sucked in and they're like oh my god what's going on what's going Can on I and they like my story yeah absolutely yeah. so there's a girl I was at uni with. She was on my course. Didn't live with her. She called Anna. One night, she was woken up in the middle of the night. She could hear whispering, um, going, Anna, Anna. And it stopped. And then it started again, like, a few minutes later. And she was fucking shitting herself. She could hear it in the room. She went out and she woke up her flatmate. She was like, I can hear. There's someone whispering my name. They were like, of course there isn't. She was like, okay. And then it didn't happen again. And it happened the next night. Anna. By the third night it was happening. Her flatmates were like... And they were coming in and going, I can't hear anything. And it was happening while they were in there. On the third night, she went investigating and she had lost her phone. And she found her phone under her bed. Her flatmates had taken her phone. Oh, changed the ringtone. Recorded yeah. the ringtone to one of them going, Anna. Wow. And, put it, and put it under her bed like, and hidden it under something. And uh, oh, she she went. It was such a fucking amazing prank. I never would have got as far of as looking for my no. phone. I'd have been like, I live in the lounge. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just would have literally burnt that house to the ground with everybody oh inside my God. it, and just been like, see you later. I'm done. Great prank. I think it's that, prank. It's that capacity yeah. to be scared, though, isn't it? Because I don't believe in yeah. ghosts at all. No, I, I don't. I no. can get scared in a weird mm. building, in a creepy yeah. building. Oh sort yeah. Of like that looks weird. This is creepy. There's a vibe. I fucking and I'm, shit yeah, myself yeah, yeah. in those toilets in that. It's a good job you're in the toilet. And you know, I had to clean up. They were like, they opened the door. They were like, oh, it's a ghostly. The only thing scarier than that ghost is that shit. That ain't gardenias. They went. It was really funny actually when they finally opened the door and I was sort of lit. One woman went, and someone else just went, is it a mannequin? When you're when you're when you're on some sort of scary tour or something like that, and then someone goes. That's not real. <laughs> just sort of punch in the <laughs> it's back. Not real, like, Hang on a minute. And you're like, oh, oh great, thanks, oh. mate. We've all paid <sighs> 20 quid to be here. We know it's not real. Um, <laughs> Did you come expecting to see a real ghost? Yeah. It is a bit like that, isn't there? People it's, like uh, I think it's like maybe people have the same mentality as like, you know, if someone goes like, oh, if I had a talking dog, what would you do with it? Like, well, I would probably sell it. I'd probably find a way to market a yeah, talking dog. Yeah, and make an absolute And fortune, make a mint. Yeah. Because like, if, if mm. let's say, if ghosts exist, I'd be like, right, we're making a fucking haunted house. Here we go. Get the ghosts in on it somehow. I don't know how I'd be able to pay them. <laughs> but there'd be some sort of exchange yeah. of goods and services. Maybe I'll kill That's you. It. I'll kill you a wife. What about that? <laughs> or something. You know, I'll do something for you. But totally, it, the idea, I think that's what it is, that people, it maybe taps into the idea that people are like, no, if you could make money out of it, people would make money out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, that's so, oh. And maybe there's, yeah, a, right. maybe there's extra money to be made by the fact that, hey, you know, the Hollywood sign is haunted, don't you? So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come and, come and see for yourself. Come you check know? it out, for sure. Did you see that fucking, it was awful, the Netflix series Hollywoodland? No, no, Hollywood? I think it was Hollywood. No, you have told you have told us about it. Don't they have Rock Hudson in it as a real? As yeah, like a character it's really, but it's it really fictional. crap. It's really yeah. crap. They they do like they cover the Peg Entwistle story. Do they? Um, yeah, but they go. Let's make a film about her that pays tribute to her, and it's like the early forties. And oh god, the whole thing is. The, I don't really know what the purpose of the film is, but basically, at the nineteen forty four Oscars or whatever. This film they make about Peg Entwistle throwing herself off the Hollywood sign, but she gets saved by a man who's like, I love you and I'll never let this happen to you again. What? Um, it wins Best Picture and the lead actress wins Best Actress and she's black. And um, Anna Mae Wong, who's a real person who never got to win an Oscar um, or indeed play, like she was a Chinese woman and they constantly cast white actresses instead of Anna Mae Wong. Mm and just, you know, chinese them up. Um, and 
she wins an Oscar on the same night and Rock Hudson wins an Oscar and he says, and I'm here with my boyfriend and everyone's like, what? And they all cheer. And it's kind of like, I get that it's trying to make, it's well, it's doing revisionist history, but as a result of that, it really is a tone-deaf, awful Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. if you want revisionist Dreadful. history... Like, I think Tarantino does it well. Yeah, yeah that's Where it. Where he, like, he kind of is going, this is clearly, mm, yeah. this is clearly me. Yeah, I know, and you yeah. know, this yeah. didn't That Hitler didn't die in the cinema, killed by a bunch that's of... That's it, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sharon Tate yeah. didn't survive. It's but, sort of a, a really sad thing, because you go, well, this didn't happen. Yeah, you like, wouldn't that sad. be great if we found Whereas this fucking way. series yeah. was not like that at all. But yeah, it sounds like that series is just going, we just want to tell the story and end it this way. Also, like, a lot of people don't know... Um, who Anna Mae Wong was mm. and will watch that and go oh cool so she got to win an Oscar that's really cool and yeah, exactly. she never did she 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 actually had quite a disappointing career considering her massive talent yeah. so yeah, I, I've I could, I hated it. I watched it all the way to the end. <laughs> no, I'm definitely I'm definitely not going to watch oh, it. You've meant you've, you've you've brought it up three separate times, Suze. And each and time, each time, shit it is. to say how much I hate it. Probably <laughs> I was probably really drunk the first. The first uh, the first couple of times I was like, oh, that sounds bad. The second time I'm like, that does sound yeah. really bad. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm definitely not going to watch that. Dreadful. Yeah. You know, it's it's such a tragedy that such a shame that like that's and like you're saying that sort of the legacy kind of lends itself to yeah. that's what she's known for and then like what you're saying Susan's like and then a TV show comes along and makes it this other thing where it's like oh it's this yeah. really lovely all she needed was a man who would save and, her yeah exactly yeah, and not just that it's kind of like ostensibly they're going oh no well let's do revisionist history because we want it to be progressive and we want it to be sort of like so the uh, uh, the, the black woman wins an Oscar the Asian yeah. woman wins an Oscar Rock Hudson mm. gets to be openly gay in 1940s yeah, yeah. Uh, or 1950s but they still use Peg Entwistle as like a stepping stone for all of that and they yes. don't really yeah. actually pay respects no, to Peg Entwistle I, in I it knew, at all yeah. I knew more than that TV show told us about Peg Entwistle and, and as we've discovered today I didn't know that much Yeah. so yeah it, oh, it was really I hated it anyway um, uh, I that has nothing on in terms of how offensive it is to a song <laughs> that was released uh <sighs> Only a couple of years after Peg Entwistle oh. died, very sadly died. Oh, so we're, died. we're actually going back into the 30s then? Yeah, yeah. We've, we've gone back. Um, okay, so these two people oh, decided to record a song called The Ghost of the Hollywood Sign. Um, but for some reason they decided to play the part of the ghost uh, and the other one played the part of a startled passerby who sees the ghost. Wow. Um, mm. I I think this is awful, but it's a bit of a fan favourite. Of the, theirs. you know, yeah. yeah. The I don't know if you've come across any of the big fans of the, of. The, I mean, it's almonds and champagne. Oh yeah. But yeah. the 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 fans call themselves the champagne heads, um, <laughs> which used to really piss off almonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah I imagine. She used to like she used to get, she used to physically attack fans. <laughs> yeah. And still does. So here it is. Anyway, the ghost of the Hollywood sign. Did you hear the news? I climbed up the big H, wrote a cute little note, threw it to the ground. I figured if Hollywood wouldn't give me a break, I'd throw myself off. My death will amaze and astound. What's this I see? It's a wallet or a purse. Just removed for racially offensive rhetoric that wasn't even deemed acceptable in 1932. Um, 
I took her soul. Peg and Whistle took my soul. The, uh, ghost. I'm a ghost and I took your soul. Yeah. Peg and Whistle took my soul. That's the song. Huh. There we go. Yeah. I mean, no one would wow. say that didn't fucking happen. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't expect it to be so racist, but I kind of enjoyed. Well, how... I'm. I mean, we'll probably have to cut the racial. Yeah, verses. I imagine so. Uh, amazing. I would say thank you to Amazon right. Champagne. I, I don't know if I should. No, don't thank I don't, them. I think I, it'll just I'm... encourage them. Um, they every time every time someone says thank you to Almonds and Champagne, another dream. Another dies. giant, and another song gets written by them. So the less and of yeah, those... and they go and and they and they're horrible. Like if you go thank you so much for that, they go thank you, thank <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> and they just walk around after you, mocking you for saying thank you. I think it's their <laughs> issue. I think it's like a self-esteem issue they have. Yeah. Um, thank so. you, thank you. Um, you can find us on all the usual gubbins, Twitter, Instagram, at mystery on the rock, spelt R-O-X. You can email us, mysteryatherocks at gmail.com, but that's rock spelt R-O-C-K-S. We're also on Twitch. What? Yes, that's a thing. It's uh, twitch.tv slash mystery on the rocks. We stream on Thursdays, some Thursdays at 8 p.m. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show as well, fucking give it a little like, subscribe. Uh, that's it, everybody. Enjoy your weekend because that's when you'll be listening to this, I guess. If you're listening to it on the day it comes out, we'll be recording the next episode yes. tonight on Twitch. On Twitch. So nice. yes, you'll be able to see how that works. It's as chaotic as you imagine it to be. Uh, what we like, eh? What we like. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> 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 infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com